8.07 p.m. Tuesday, May 14th, 2019, episode number 721 of Oh Yeah Dude. I say, oh yeah, dude. Oh yeah, dude. My name is Jonathan and this is Seth. Hello, Seth. Hello, Jonathan. It's good to see you. It's great to be here. I thought you were going to wait till 8.08 because that's what I like to get down on. Well, speaking of... EDC Las Vegas. I got a little ad for that on my Insta today. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, May 17th, 18th, 19th, 25th year, 23rd in Las Vegas. You know where the very first EDC was held in 1997? What city and what venue? Um, it was at the LA Sports Arena. <sighs> Forum? Super close. Shrine Auditorium. Oh, Shrine. I was reading all the headliners. What year? 1997. Fuck. I went to... Probably you and Pasquale probably went first or second year, I would imagine. Well, I did know Pasquale in high school, and I did attend one of his larger... Pre-EDC. Precursor, if you will. It would have been a precursor, I guess. So what we know now... I think it was at the... I thought it was at the sports arena. Okay. Vague. The headliners say all the headliners, but you know the last, what it says at the bottom? And the most important headliner of all? Jonathan and Seth. You, dog. UID. Plur for life. 2006 and Plur for life. Um, cannot wait to get up on that fucking speedway. Never, never done that. Oh my god! Never done Vegas like that. Fucking dress, dress up like a fucking Brian Gosling doll and fucking walk right in there. God, you! I've got a lot of neon and platform and lolly such, and get in there. Use that Snapchat filter. You don't know who I am. Who is he? <laughs> who is he? Wow! Plur. What is this? Who is that plur? Those butterfly wings? Yes. I'm the headliner, and then try to get up on the stage. Well, I read it online. I said, I said move, I'm, Zed. Mm, mm. Move over, Zed. Move, Zed. I'm Brian Gosling doll. <laughs> Brian Gosling That's doll. A deep, deep cut there. That's a deep <laughs> reference. Let me in. Um, that's in Las Vegas. Speaking just Las Vegas, the Welcome to Fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, the sign itself, yes. world famous. Designed by Betty Willis at the Western Neon Sign Company. It turns 60 years old this month. Isn't that amazing? Maybe. Betty Willis. Not that amazing, but it's, okay. it's interesting. It's interesting. I hope that all of the attendees of EDC have the proper respect, pay respects, pay respects to, go, to go fucking yeah, drop Molly at the site. Yeah. From, they didn't have Molly 60 years ago. Take a selfie. And they didn't have shit. 60 years ago. If it was 60 years ago and you wanted to get fucked up, what the fuck did you do? We took morphine. Took morphine. Ooh. <laughs> Couldn't go up. You could only go down. No, they, right? had, they had speed. Like 12 Dr. Peppers. I guess they had some, some they like, had speed. Speed. Like pure rock and Jitterbug roll. pills. <laughs> like 60 years ago, couldn't get fucked up like you can now. We've always been able to get fucked What does up. it say in the back of the Welcome to Fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada sign? Uh, thank you for coming. Get home 
Get home safely. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. It happened here and it stayed here. Now get the fuck out of uh, here. What does it say on the back? What does it say? I forgot after I just read it. Drive carefully. Come back soon. Yes. I will for EDC 26. I'm the headliner now. Um, I haven't been there in a long time. Las Vegas, Nevada. No. Calling your name. Well, not so much. Maybe a weekend? For Summer, what? it gets hot. For what? What would I do? Polly D's fucking party at Dre's. Polly, DJ Polly D, D's beach I mean, house. I could go gamble. I could hang out by go a pool. Go win some money. Go, see, go lose some money. Damn it. Uh, see a show? Cirque to fuck. See one of those 13 Cirque to fucks? But the Cirque to fucks there are like $400 and they're like 20 yeah, minutes yeah, long. Like, the ones here are like... You know, you, they're normal prices. Yeah, and the they're ones like at Venice Beach. Long, like I amazing. go down to Venice Beach. I get that shit for free. That's fucking bitching. I'd much rather go go see it down there. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I think it's one of those places that it helps to be able to do cocaine and drink. It wouldn't hurt to do cocaine. Uh, it makes it a lot better. I've always found for peace, love, unity, and respect, it's really plurk. <laughs> peace, love, unity, respect, a cocaina. Uh, NoHeatStroke.org, San Jose State University have tackled car deaths since uh, 1988. 802 children have died. Dog. Uh, as of Monday, May 13th. It's fucked up because it was at 801. I just checked before we did the show and it dropped, went up to 802. So that's just like... But... You tell you you tell me. The deadliest year to date was 2018. How is that possible? More, so more cars, more kids. More cars, just, more kids. Are we just expanding? Global ever? warming. So it's just wow. That might be a bit of a stretch. No, you know that's my thing right now. I'm all about that. There's more kids dying in cars now. There's a global than ever warming. Because of global Don't die on that hill, dog. <laughs> Standing in front of the White House. 2020. Let me tell you something. 2020. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that I... seems amazing. That you think 20, no one, in 1988, literally, we didn't, we were listening to Duran Duran. We had no, no one was doing anything. You'd think now, certainly with our help, what we've been doing, what we've been trying to do. Yeah. It might have our an impact. Grassroots efforts. Um, yeah, 52 kids died in cars in 2018. It seems like that would have been the... 88 would have been the peak, and we would we have just, gone down. Every year, just taking a few off. Turns out it's going the other so way. So Seth and I coined the, the, the acronym? I believe that's what they call it. SCAN. S-C-A-N. That's Seek Canines and Newborns. However... So you know, just so. You arrive at your destination. You're in your vehicle. You're with friends, family, loved ones. You're in a hot parking lot. Hot About parking to go lot. into a multiplex. Yes. Yes. What do you do? Take a moment. Collectively. Seek canines and newborns look around going to the grocery store oh here i am i'm at the stop and shop wait a second hold on a second my podcast friends told me let me let me just do a quick one see i'm gonna save a fucking see life if i got summer. any steamed steamed up windows or anything happening so fucking hot uh but our acronym doesn't quite um, we cover, weren't doing enough work. I we, think is what the problem we, we've is. We've just we've we we realized we didn't quite cover all all probably things. Probably because we didn't know what a newborn was. That was probably our first. Newborns are zero to two months. Dog, that's like 
where that's not covering. We need to cover a little bit more than that. Infants are two months to one year. Okay, that's an infant. I can see. And a toddler is one year to four years. Right. So all of those across the board are at all of those are at risk. Stages are at risk. Precious cargo. So Seth has updated our term. Uh, instead of scan, we are now going going to scan it. It's amazing. That is how can you see? have an amazing grassroots campaign and then ten years later make it better? Uh, Not many have done that. See canines, newborns, infants, and toddlers. Scan it. That's uh, right, our everybody. Just stop. Nonprofit. Here. I know we're at this Kroger. Oh, then I know that from my friends we need to scan. We need to see canines and newborns. Hold on a Hold second. Hold on. Not so fast. Joseph Edward Stevenson. Not so fast, J-E-S. You forgot to scan it. It. Infants. So yeah, you'd have what you have a, like a minivan with a toddler and you'd be like, we're not, they said don't care about them. Yeah. Like, that looks like a three-year-old. You're on your own. Yeah. No. <laughs> Good luck to you. <laughs> they only said scan. They didn't update it yet. Summer 2019, scan it. Seek scan canines it. and newborns, infants, toddlers. Uh, I thank you for your help with that. I thank you for your creative it's, thinking. I thank you for uh, spearheading that, being a part of this, that we can... I, I, we need to... We'll be having bumper stickers made. Soon. Gotta save a It'll fucking be, life. Be available in the, in the, in gotta the, save in the web shop. And it's, it's juicy anyway, because you might find a couple miking out. You might, you might stumble upon something. You might be there to save lives, and you might stumble onto some juicy G. Oh yeah, I mean you watch people just yeah get somebody getting a handy or fucking. I think I just get a hand job. Everybody, Joseph Ever Stevenson, come over here. Look, hold on. There's a toddler here. Wait, wait, save it, save it. This dude's getting a hand job. This guy's getting and a just handy. Just peek in there. Get your get right on there. God. Um, and then what do you do? Should you come across uh, a canine a newborn an infant or toddler i would do it's an immediate the first immediate thing is i'm bashing a window out moments how are you bashing a window right here your bare forearm bare forearm fist and as that's happening i would expect you to already be on the second the first one of the two ones you're dialing you should already be at 91 when my fist is bashing through the back windshield right first responders arrive for some actual real work, not somebody standing on a roof like the episode in Jonathan That's just had to watch. Show, man. Just two hours Search of and two hours of people like in trees and on roofs, swapping tires and, and yeah. climbing trees. I ran out of air. I'm that's triple A, not nine one one. Hey, there's a guy in a tree. Hey, there's a guy on a roof. Hey, guys on drugs, <laughs> yeah. get down. Stop smoking salvia. Yeah, and climbing out. Shoot on you things. down out of that. I don't give a fuck. We have no time for this. No anyway. Time. You're on the first of your two ones. I'm on the. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm wrapping up. I'm taking off my sweatshirt to wrap my bloodied forearm because I've bashed. Oh, I've cut right. myself. Yes. I'm not. I'm not concerned with that. I'm concerned about that fucking toddler that you've got. That's now, reaching that out to now me. Now got in your Thank arms. It's you. now in my arms for the getting blood the, all over. While the LA, <laughs> I'm covered. Dripping blood all yeah, over this. Well, the LA Times photographer when I look back over my shoulder holding the baby, dangling this baby covered Man. in blood. Um, you call the authorities. You smash the window. Then you start screaming, "Whose baby is this? Whose man's is this?" You just start screaming that, and then some fucking some dad will come out of the fucking off-track betting site. Ooh, is it hot? I lost all the rent money. 
<laughs> fucking idiots. Oh my god. Like a new Xbox One controller. Yeah. Oh, I got the new game for the game console. I'm 50. Your baby literally was a moment away from death. But I got the new shooter game. Bang, bang, boom. Oh, oh, it's so cool. I love that John Wick 3. It's ice cold in that fucking Cineplex. <laughs> what are they doing around my car? Get the fuck away from my Challenger. Uh, your baby, sir. Yeah, John Wick's no baby. This has nothing to do with Mr. Wick. Um, I mean, John Wick 3, Ian McShane, Asia Kate Dillon, Lance Reddick. It's a lot. It's like my favorite actors all in one film. I know. Still got to see one and two. Still got to see one and two. Still got to see one and two. Still got to dedicate six hours to getting up to speed on that. 400 headshots. Dynasty. (laughs) As millions of Americans embrace ride-hailing apps and Uber gets ready ready to become a publicly traded company. Do you guys make any money? It is now. Do you guys make money? No, they didn't. They don't make money? They lost money? Are the drivers or the people that own it? Who? People at the top must make money. Well, they've... Like Steve Uber, he must make money. Stevie Uber made a little bit of dough, but they've not performed... They made their public, their public offering didn't go well. Okay, so they don't make money. So no one's making any money. They're going to go out of business within so a few years. So it's expensive to take it. The drivers don't make money. Steve Uber's poor. What's the world we've built? I don't know. But it's... I know that it has a lot to do with not showing your hand don't show it until you've made enough money to probably like run away like stevie uber has managed to like stevie uber his wife and kids can run away but until then but now that the jig is like i don't know what we are maybe we're maybe we're a food delivery company yeah what i thought you were a ride hailing service maybe you are maybe we're not maybe we're a transportation company you tell me what we are late mykonos wife and kids really just me left them behind you know, Steve Uber left his wife and kids behind. He lives in Mykonos. He left them in Mykonos. He parties. The health and safety risks of backseat riding are becoming clearer and clearer. According to a study by insurance company NetQuote, the average rideshare vehicle has about 200... Are you listening to this, Jeff? The average rideshare vehicle has about 219 times as many germs as the average... Taxi. Okay, so two hours ago he was in one. Now he's in my chair in my desk. <laughs> oh my god! More than a taxi. Two hundred nineteen well, yeah, times only more one than per- a t- there's only been two people in an average taxi per month. So one could be the first problem. The main thing is that taxis get cleaned regularly. Okay, they actually care. Do they though? I don't know about that. Yeah, it stinks like fucking Drakkar Noir and like Winston's in here. That's the that's what they use to clean it. What is that? Oh, you use the <laughs> it's yeah. We a use solution of Drakkar and Winston. Expired. We use Winston's straight liquid and expired Drakkar Noir. And we wipe down the leather. Enjoy it. <laughs> it's nearly three times germier than that of the average toothbrush holder, and more than thirty-five thousand times germier than the average toilet seat. I don't, I don't buy, buy that. I don't this buy any a, of that. This is, this is Lick a toilet seat right now for me. Do it. I, and what's a, what's a toothbrush holder? If it's holding, holding, it's fine. You don't put the brush in the holder, do you? Well, the brush touches the holder. Oh, it does? It goes right to the head. The uh, holder stops at the head. What goes on toilet seats? Butts? Bare butts. Butts. So you're saying that clothed bodies are creating more germs than bare butts on a toilet seat? I guess so, because maybe butts aren't as dirty as we think they are. They're, maybe butts the, are clean. The hands and feet are probably dirtier, because those are the things that are out in the world all the time, whereas You're the butt's take, covered up. Maybe the fabric 
of your clothes is taken in, it's really grabbing germs from everywhere and then getting it all in that Uber. But then multiple people doing all that. day, all day, all day, twelve hour shifts, so hundreds of people. I, you'd rather lick a so toilet seat, seat than lick an Uber backseat. All right, as long as long as we know. But I'm with you on that. I always go to the toilet seat. I don't just. I just don't buy it. Who's where? Are the, where is this toilet Where's seat? This toilet seat. If it's your toilet, Seth's toilet seat, or yeah. is it? Where is it? At the back of a fucking is this a soup gray, kitchen, Greyhound station in Indianapolis. <laughs> Tell me. I don't know, man. We got into a spirited discussion. Last week? A Epi- couple weeks ago. It was episode, I believe, 718. Because uh-huh. we're on 721 right now. Yeah. We were talking about watches. Is a watch jewelry or is a watch tool? I'm here to give you some numbers. Hard well, let's numbers. Just, let's just recap. You and I got into a heated discussion because you said that... 100% watches jewelry. No, and no other, no exception. There are exceptions to but all. But then I rules. asked you what a pocket watch was, and you said a pocket watch is a pocket watch. A pocket. You asked me what a pocket watch is. I would say you mean a fob. You mean an old timey nineteenth century said that fob? That was like a time telling piece. It's a time telling tool device, pocket watch, not jewelry. Because in eighteen seventy, what the fuck time is it? Check. Um, what time is it? Everyone, pull your iPhones out. We can't. It's 1870. Hold on. But regardless of the fact that there was a golden chain arched across your belly that hold it, it's still a tool. But maybe, that a, a watch maybe, I don't was know. jewelry. I lived in Deadwood, so my I mean, chain I'm was well not made of I'm well aware of the fact that you're dead wrong on this, but I was willing to just ride it out. I'm talking about wristwatches. Dead wrong. I don't know what you're talking dead about. Dead wrong. I don't know what a pocket watch <laughs> is. I think it's a fob. Is a wristwatch jewelry or a tool? It's 100% jewelry. You said it's 100% a tool. Now, no, I didn't say it's 100% a tool. I said it can be jewelry, but it's but it's a tool. But that a watch at is is so by nature at taking first out the a- margins, and the margins are the people that called and left detailed messages about is the is the wristwatch is it a vinyl strap or is it in general? If you were to ask somebody, is a watch jewelry or a tool? I think that's where we want to go with here. Now, I received a call from a listener who said, now hold on, precedent might have been set by Jonathan on this aspect already. Seth, could I bring your attention to the 42-minute mark, Wednesday, August 9th, 2016, of episode 521 of the comedy podcast, I Yeah Dude, established in February of 2006. We were talking about a company called Switch. Switch was a new company where you could rent jewelry. You pay 29 bucks a month, uh-huh. and then they'll send you jewelry. So you're like, look at me. Uh-huh. I believe you coined the company. Switch is for liars. It's the, <laughs> that's the tagline you gave them. <laughs> now, in talking about this company, and I wrote this down verbatim, Jonathan says, what if you just got a Rolex, like some sick Rolex for $29 a month? I just wear the Rolex. You're talking about a company that rents jewelry, and you seem to be setting a precedent that a watch is jewelry. In that, in that in instance. In that instance of a Rolex. Okay. Functional jewelry. Functional jewelry. Everything's got to have a little word before or after. <laughs> what do you it, mean? It? it has a function. Let me give you the numbers. Hard numbers from the listeners of Aya, Dude. I will also throw in my dear friend, Will Cruz, my hairstylist, who when I walked in for an appointment, he was fiddling with his watch. I said, Will, question for you. Is your watch jewelry or a tool? He, is, he was walking over to some fine new products from Australia. He says, jewelry. Oh, booyah. Let's do this. 
I will tally the numbers right now. These numbers were not fudged. These numbers are authentic. I have tool on the left. I have jewelry on the right. I've done that little thing where you go with four lines and then one across. I don't know what that's called. Well, prison counting. Prison counting will tell us Pruno is a drink. Jewelry has... 66 vote jewelry. Tool seems to be less on the left. Let me count. 10, 15, 20, 20, 30, 36 tool. It's because all the people that know the right answer are too busy to fucking call and give it yeah, a Yeah, like, I don't have to call like, an answer. It's only idiots that are calling in. Why would I call into these dummies? <laughs> I'm smart. I have tools. 1202. 10, 15, 20, 20, 30, 30, 30. 66? They're wrong. 10, 15, 20, 5, 10, 15, 20, 20, 30, 30, 30, 30. To 36. They're wrong. And that's almost, is that, I don't know math. It seems three, like half, two, a little bit. Twice about, as many? Twice as many people are fucking wrong. Twice as, as many, right. oh yeah, dude, listeners are wrong than I would have expected. Or are they so right? That's wrong. A lot of people called in. Watches jewelry. A lot of people called in. A watch is a tool. A lot of people called in. And they did their own podcast. <laughs> And it was a detailed podcast. Well, you did. An NPR-like podcast. People weighed in oh, with the vote. Oh, they weighed in with passionate votes. But then votes. you later solicited Damn it. longer explanations. Which I do, which I enjoyed, which, and I thank you. 888-842-2357. But yeah, I, I reckon I wouldn't have uh, been as, as tolerant or oh, patient yeah. of getting you know through some of those. Like, I would have just like... Coffee. Beep, beep. Was it ding? <laughs> Delete. Man, I, was like, oh, I was like, interesting. Okay, I never thought of it that way. Okay, we're on the third message. Okay. <laughs> no, wait a minute. I need a fourth, and I'm getting one. Yes. Maybe it is a tool. Oh, it's amazing. It's a very, very... It will take this to our graves, all of us. We'll, we'll uh, be the I last mean, thing I say. 100% right. I know that you believe that, and I will 100%. My last words will be... I just am trying to think of who in the world could weigh in a single person yes. that would just tip the scales and make you realize like, that you're wrong. Oh my God, you're right. And I'm just... I'm going to figure Mayer. out... <laughs> I'm going to figure out who that is. John Mayer. John Hamm. John Mayer, 888-842-2357. John we love Hamm your work. or John Mayer? One Jonathan of loves two. your work in The Dead and Company. I love your work singular as a... As, as a an, solo artist. As a solo artiste. And a, and a playboy. I appreciate if this gets back to you. <laughs> As a playboy? As a lover? As a lover. If you call into this number, I believe that you have an well, extensive he's like collection. A, that's, that's jewelry. Oh, okay. Fuck. Why do I have to explain this? Hmm. So what do we need? We don't need a highly successful person in their field that is celebrated and that has a beautiful collection of jewelry. I need a fucking loser that has 96 fucking $3 watches with fucking rubber bands on them. And then I'll take his fucking opinion. No, I'm saying even a guy with jewelry... For watches for jewelry, okay. could agree that a watch's primary function. It only has one function to tell the time. To tell the time. Makes it a tool. I mean, if, if at, what, at some point, something cannot be regarded as jewelry if it isn't an adornment. Okay. And there's certainly watches you and I could go and get right now sure. that would not be considered. A, a, an adornment no it would simply be a tool again to tell the time that it would be the opposite it would be like a ugh, like ugh. can't believe i have to wear this stupid i thing. have to wear this thing well i i have you to don't. tell the time 
There's no other way to do it. Regardless no. of the fact that that is now passe. And so maybe what you're saying is that because it's no longer necessary to tell time, that it is a uh, some type of a uh, like a luxury item, not a luxury item, but an unnecessary item, and thus it is purely for adornment. But that's not true. You don't have a fucking phone. No. And you don't carry a watch because you just ask someone to use their phone and you ask people what time it is. But a lot of people don't like to do that. Excuse me, can I use your watch, phone, and necklace? Is that debit true? Card. Give me your debit card and buy me this coffee. Um, and the debate rages on. 888-842-357. Don't feel it. You still cannot call in. Sure, there's, I, don't, I'm, I'm, I don't know if there's a debate. I think it's a... Well, I mean, there's a slight a debate. F- if the numbers were exactly the same, I'd I say think, we're I at think, a debate. I think it's a philosophical difference. I think it is as well. I think it is as Fundamental, well. Fundamental, spiritual... But in the abstract of that, the fact that so many more people agreed in one way, there is a, I believe there is a validity to that. As as wrong as you think we all are, the fact that twice as many people went this way, I think philosophically we are all thinking the same thing. Which is what? That a watch is jewelry. (laughs) But you're wrong. Jewelry is jewelry. And the debate continues. Jewelry is jewelry. The last a words watch, in my mouth. A watch can be jewelry. The last words out of my mouth. A will watch be, absolutely can be jewelry. Take this fucking jewelry off my wrist, and then as it's pulled off, I will lean back into the coffin. USA Today snapshots. More than a case of the Mondays, across almost all age groups, more U.S. workers said that they had depression in 2018 than they did in 2014. This was research of 480,000 oh. employed individuals aged 18 to 64 from the January 14th to d- December 2018. It's a lot of years. It's a lot of people. Uh, now, as it said, across almost all age groups, more workers had depression. 18 to 24 years of age, 39% reported 39% more reported having depression. 39%, excuse me. Yes. Not more. 25 to 34 years of age, 24% reported having depression. Okay. 35 to 44 years old, 18%. 45 to 54 years old, 5%. And 55 to 64-year-olds, 0.9% only. Depressed? Are you kidding me? Does that just mean that there's none of them working at that point? Maybe in the workforce there's none to find. Because they've all been fired. Yeah. They can't find them because they're all living in tents. Um, May is National Mental Health Awareness Month. Scan it both inside and out. Scan yourself. Yeah. For real. For mental health. Scan especially those par- parking lots. Especially for- if you're 18 to 24. Seems I guess like that's, so. Th- that's. Yeah. Because maybe that's a sort of like the realization of this is going down for real and that you're right in the middle of it. You're going to bear the brunt of it. Ask a three year old, like we were talking about last week, they would really. They'd be like, Do you watch the news? How do you think I feel? I'm three. You'd be like, Oh shit, you're right. 
Got nine-year-olds on Lexapro. Why is your nine-year-old on Lexapro? I don't know. Do you watch the news at all? Have you ever watched the news? Because my nine-year-old watches BBC News every night. She's on Lexapro. Avi. <laughs> what am I going to tell her not? No, it's going to be okay, honey. Shut up, dad. I don't know. So I, it's, uh, I guess people are more depressed as we get younger. That's not, that's not good. I mean, it makes sense. Fucking 50-year-olds. <laughs> Life is great. What? Did they ask you? Did they interview you? Fuck. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. Got to be aware, dog. I don't know if it also has something to do with our dependence on antidepressants in order to stay not depressed at this point, that maybe genetically we're also kind of skewing those things that these kids aren't going to be able to uh, make any type of... Uh, uh, create any type of of life for themselves without it because you know like all things in the body if you supplement it the body will stop producing it so um maybe we're we're sort of skewing great you know so the lexapro doesn't work nor does the doxycycline yeah i mean i so guess wait a minute what what I mean, works I, well well nothing don't listen the old people that'll be like meditation like what no that's that works it does ask my nine-year-old that when she watches BBC News, honey, um, I know it looks very dire. If you could go in, just do your mantra. Just go in, do your mantra. Priya. I mean, it works. Prius. Prius. It all works. It all works. It all works. Whatever, whatever works is what I say. I know it works for me. Celebrating my fucking boy, my homie's birthday. That's what works for me. Who's that? That's fucking you. 2019. I believe your birthday is August 7th. Is that correct? It's correct. That's going to be on a Wednesday this year. Were you prepared for that? What does that mean? Hump Day, Prince Spaghetti Day. Did you know that? What's Prince Spaghetti Day? <laughs> what does that mean? That's a Massachusetts thing. <laughs> Boston's Prince Spaghetti Day. You look it up. Retro commercial. Look it up online. All right. I'm going to celebrate your birthday. I guess we're going to celebrate your birthday. Uh, 9 p.m., on Fox with a six-episode event, limited event series. I believe they're calling it BH90210. Happy birthday, Jonathan. Thank you, Seth. show I didn't care about in the first place. I didn't watch an episode I didn't care about. Then they didn't watch that stupid reboot that doesn't count, so Seth won't talk about it. But now you want me to dip in on my 42nd birthday, sans Luke Perry, and dip into it for the first time. Not going to happen. Jason Priestley, Shannon Doherty, Jenny Garth, Ian Ziering, Gabriel Carteris, Brian Austin Green, and Tori Spelling reunite... They're playing heightened, sort of fictionalized versions of themselves. It's like the uh, curb of your of, of their characters of, 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 of their characters. Their characters. Oh, that's a good question. No, themselves coming back to do a reunion this show. This is meta. Yeah, it's fucking. It's Was the Seinfeld curb your enthusiasm in place season prior to Luke Perry's death. I believe this has been in talk since. The first episode, well, the first episode in the when it aired in the nineties, they started thinking about this. what are we going to be doing in twenty twenty or nineteen. Uh, the original Beverly Hills Nine Two One Zero ran for ten seasons, two hundred and ninety three episodes. Now, the only characters that appeared on every episode of every season: Jenny Garth, Ian Ziering, Tori Spelling, Brian Austin Green. The only ones that were just in it to win it from day one, Big Bang style, original Bazingas, Brian Austin Green, notorious fucking notorious Bazinga, notorious Bazinga. 
But I guess that money dries up. That was a long time ago. Yeah. It doesn't. It no, doesn't. It doesn't. It's just, you just want more. You of want it. more of it. Because your wife, Megan, your beautiful wife and your beautiful children, your beautiful life, you want more. Yeah. You know, it wasn't enough. Well. It's not enough. It is enough. But Well, it's definitely enough. But I want more of it. But I want more of it and I'll have it. Oh, no, you married, she makes a lot of you it. You married too. Megan Fox. So you don't need it. Ain't enough. I want more. I want my own. I want my own shit. But that's all yours. You guys have a beautiful wife and family. Yeah, but I want, I want it all. Look at the body. I want it all. Wow. It's awesome. It's going to be a lot to reflect on on your birthday. I'll tell you the day after. I think that'll be happening. When I tell you about that. God, I wish that was on my birthday. Why couldn't they? I mean, I me? know when you don't show up to whatever I've uh, arranged. Exactly. I know where to all find Seth you. Seth here. Um, I don't know. What, there's Did a show that's premiering tonight. What I don't do you know think? If you heard about this reboot? Nine or two one. And I'll just give you some more television news. Staying on the uh, Fox network, I got a new show here. It's a drama. I'm going to tell you all about it. Tell me if you were interested in this. It's called Prodigal Son. Malcolm Bright knows how killers think. Why? Because he is one. <laughs> now that's infinitely better. Because he fucking kills every day. Because he kills every fucking night. Because he kills night. in the bedroom and the boardroom. Stone Cold Michelob Killer. He's the Michelob Killer. Brought to you by Michelob. What is this show? No. His father was a killer. Was one of the best killers. <laughs> That's what it says. That's not great, a thing. Great killer. You were one of the fucking best killers. <laughs> a notorious serial killer called the surgeon. Because he probably bought precision, I would think. Okay, so precision his in dad his kill. Was his a dad killer. is the best. <laughs> the greatest of all time. The greatest of all time. The goat. Again, the UID of serial killers. <laughs> the goat. The goat. That's why Bright is the best criminal psychologist around. Of course. Of course, his whole it's like life. Right there. Right there. Murder is the family business. Well, this sucks. I, it's, <laughs> I love, no, let's just, hold on. I have so many feelings. He uses his twisted genius to help the NYPD solve crimes. So he's freelance. It has to be rogue, independent contractor, independent rogue, freelance, freaking serial killer, mind criminal psychologist, profiler for hire. It's a long title. While dealing with a somewhat manipulative mother and an annoyingly normal sister, plus a homicidal father still looking to bond with his prodigal son in his own constantly evolving neuroses. Now, his father's played by Michael Sheen, so yes, we're back in. Because he's like, hey, can I help you? But his dad. don't in you need my help? Jail? His dad's alive and in well. But in jail? The best in jail. Incarcerated. Yeah. But Malcolm. So let me help you. Let me help you, Clarice. I mean, <laughs> oh, fuck. So that's a thing. That's going to be uh, That's going to be a. That's a drama that will be on for six episodes. On what? On Fox. Nice. About six, I would think. I don't know. Or ten, or six years. Depends how many white people watch it. How many white, <laughs> how many white people are into that? All of them. Oh, so it's on for six years. Cool, cool. Thanks, whites. Did it again. Oh man, I'll help you. I can help you, son. 
Uh, one of the best. A lot of flashbacks, right? You're one to of him. the greats, Dad. Dad, I grew up around you. You're one of the greats. <laughs> help me out with this one. I can help you, Clarice. <laughs> Start, you got to stand. You got to stop calling me that. We were going to name you Clarice. If your mother would let us. <laughs> I'll call you Clarence. <laughs> it's close enough. Uh, now. So TV's a thing. It's a real thing. It's still on. And they, and they make it. Shit ton of it. All the money goes to it. And it happens. People get paid a lot to do it. Oh, my God. And they, it takes a lot of um, Man power. woman power to woman, do it. Yeah, people power. People power. Sets. Crafty. I think that's a thing, right? Lights. Gear. Um, um, gaffers. Uh, Teamsters. Teamsters. Unions. Writing lot, staffs. Writing staffs. DPs. Showrunners. DPs. ADs. Slow down. That's a different kind of thing. <laughs> ADs, double Ds, whatever. They make all the pilots, the people in Hollywood. I'm, I look in. I'm from the outside. I look in. Like, almost like a car in a parking lot. I'm just looking in. And then they all were like, got it. We're going to call it Prodigal Son. And everyone was like, got it. <laughs> it's going to be called Serial Dad. But so Can we get that? So it's just, um, we just watch the shows. We do it. They make them. So many shows. You know, I'm on deadline here and it's like, because we got the upfronts, it's endless new shit that I'm like, oh my God, this is so bad. People are so stupid. Then there's all the shit that I was saying no last way. year and then that's all getting canceled. So it's like a double whammy where I just, I'm in a joy. Jo it's joyous time completely too. joyful, but it's also tempered with a, it's very disorienting. Because each post is, oh my God, that was such a bad idea. I could have told you that being canceled just after whatever short run it is. And then all the new stuff, it's like, oh God, don't, oh, don't do that. Oh, don't do that. It's just an odd have you ever cycle. Thought, could you, is there like a type of fantasy um, back on that DP shit? What are you talking? Like a fantasy football type thing that you could do with pilots and television shows. Where oh like my you God! Pick, you pick a you have a whiteboard. Everyone you pick, you drafts pick the, the team. Your shows that'll do well. You pick the shows that'll get canceled. Dog, you're just you're just <laughs> money that you give away. Dog, it's a good idea, right? You get the whiteboard out. You have a draft order. You have all of the networks and all of the shows, including midseason replacements, and you draft until all of them are gone. And the game's always going on. And it fantasy, takes a while. You get a certain amount of points for each fucking for if it gets picked up for back nine. Did you get six episode order? Eight episodes? Emmys. Thirteen Emmys? <laughs> oh, awards is a whole thing. People's choice don't count. Did you get a Golden Globe? Oh my god, this is like this is such a good idea. You'd play, right? I'd win. <laughs> I mean, besides the besides fact winning. Oh, okay, okay, my bad, my bad, my bad. You'd be down. Besides winning, would be a commissioner and winner every year. Yeah, this would be like draft time. Like upfronts would be like, yeah, holy this is shit, our draft. We have to pick it's like, draft days, draft weekend. Who are you picking? Yeah, like just a line based yeah. off of your just uh, fucking tagline. Dijornos everywhere. Who's gonna? Who's involved with this? How, is this show gonna get shit canned? Yeah. How man? Any recasting? There's so many things we could do in that in a point based system. Oh wow. Wow, I'll throw fucking ratings in there too. Oh yeah, that's a, oh, so daily, just a huge part. Of every it. week, it's a huge part of it. Thank you. I mean, you are the commissioner. I mean, you invented the league. Him, billion dollar ideas, ether, zeros and ones out into the world. Genius. So fucking good. I Genius. mean, based off ratings, like it, 
The only issue yeah. would be these fucking stupid fucking Netflix and people like that because they don't reveal their fucking numbers. And, and we, yeah. So you can't include them. Guess we're not claiming maybe that no streaming be, services. I'm maybe sorry. that would force That's the streaming Super Bowl. services. That's playoffs postseason. Maybe that would force streaming services to reveal their yeah, numbers. You can't play in Jonathan's like, League. Fantasy television I'm is dying, so Jonathan's big. Jonathan's League is so huge. I want to play in it. <laughs> Well then, get your shit. Tell us Fucking how many people give me those watch. Tax returns. How many people watch Wine Country? Really? Did, Did they? they? <laughs> no, because I wa- no, no. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, I don't know. Man, that's a great idea. I like fantasy television. Yeah, it's better than fantasy football. No one's getting hurt, except lives and careers, and but still, but still. Does sitting in a coffee shop versus sitting at home influence a person's willingness to disclose private information online? Does the on-screen appearance of a public location's online terms and condition have an effect? According to the researchers at Penn State, the answer to both questions is yes, especially if the user has a tendency to instinctively distrust public wireless networks. In our study, we asked if location, where a person is physically located offline, makes a difference to how that person conducts himself or herself online. Um, the, um, the authors of the study, uh, S. Shyam Sundar, James P. Jamiro, professor of media effects quote we also wanted to see if other things that are privacy related like the provision of terms and conditions by the wireless provider and the presence of a vpn the virtual private network logo make a difference in how people navigate their privacy online according to sundar some people maintain a mental shortcut called publicness heuristic one more time publicness Publicness heuristic. Publicness heuristic. Which is a mindset that inhibits a person from revealing private things in public. Quote, we wanted to know if people who hold on to that publicness heuristic more strongly... I mean, they really... They, did they make that up? They could have... What? It's so hard to say. They, could they have given that a... <laughs> more strongly are less likely to disclose personal information online via public Wi-Fi. The researchers recruited participants from Amazon Mechanical Turk a globally distributed online workforce to test online Ooh. behaviors under various privacy-related scenarios. Okay. Specifically, give me one. they examined a participant online behavior in four types of physical locations, a coffee shop, a university, an Airbnb, and at home. They also compared online behavior through a simulation comparing participants who connected to Wi-Fi through a VPN, indicated by the presence of a VPN icon in their connection window. And those who did did not receive such a cue. And those who did not receive such a cue, as well as between participants whose connection window included a terms and conditions cue, and those who did not receive such a cue. That's make make sense of that for me. So some people knew some they, people knew you had to click on a terms and conditions and accept it. Okay. Some people were presented with a VPN logo, meaning that they knew that they were being told that they are on a private secure, secure pri private network so you would know i'm on this and other people terms and conditions which you probably you would just click because yeah. you okay you always say give it give me i'm not team waiting a millisecond more four types of online behavior okay the team examined four types of online behavior unethical behavior okay Ooh. ethical behavior 
disclosure of financial information, and disclosure of personal information. Oh, wow. They did this by asking the participants questions such as, have you ever looked at pornographic material? That's so stupid. And asking them to rate, for example, their lever- level of comfort in sharing their debt-to-loan ratio or their income. The researchers assessed the participants' publicness heuristic mm. levels by asking questions about to what extent the about the extent to which they generally feel it is safe to manage personal business in public. I think this is written badly. Okay, just the, I don't think the, the study's bad. Okay. I think the text is written okay. a little bit badly. The team found that participants who had a higher publicness heuristic perceived a public network, the coffee shop, as less secure than their home or university network, and as a result disclosed less information and said that they participated in fewer unethical behaviors. Participants rated the Airbnb network as being more secure than a coffee shop network and were willing to disclose information when the terms and conditions queue was present, even without a secure VPN. I mean, I'm in a house. I I live in a house. This is a house. Participants were least likely in most settings to disclose information or behave unethically when no VPN logo and no terms and conditions were presented. I'm going to read that last part again. Okay. Participants were least likely in most settings to disclose information or behave unethically when no VPN logo and no terms and conditions were presented. Why is that? I don't know. Oh, well, no VPN, I guess, but no terms and conditions. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, so the coffee shop, you kind of, well, you're looking around. Well, a coffee shop, you assume that somebody else is on the network monitoring what you're doing. Just of course. Airbnb you believe is a private home thing, yeah, which win- is crazy windows because are like, closed you're using somebody else's network and there's no reason to think that that person hasn't set up yeah. some way of monitoring I mean, every single spyware in the bathroom. And everything. So like, exactly. Yeah. They're watching you fucking tinkle. Yeah. You don't think they're watching. You don't think they're coming home and looking at like every website you looked at yeah. when you're, you know, you're in their home. Basically what I do get into an Airbnb because they know I'm being watched. I take three hours. I drop my duffel bag and I individually go through every so because when they're watching me, they'll be like, "What the fuck is he doing?" And open up every single drawer in every single room. It takes about three hours just so they know who they're dealing with. Just so like, and take a step back and be like, "Oh fuck, that's crazy." You leave the drawers open? No, put them all back. But I just they know that they're watching me. Be like, he's gone literally through every single. <laughs> inch of this place we're dealing with a fucking psychopath let's just chill on him like let's not do what we were gonna do which is i don't know what they're doing um putting your vids online what do they do or just use them for personal use it's personal use spyware is just for personal use we should probably delete the spyware on his file because he he just went through everything i just don't i don't want to ever be reminded of him i don't want to think his tinkling fuck it delete it i think um What's the university? What was that? Did they just sort of mean library or what? Yeah, I guess maybe they think that that's a school, so it's secure in its own way because it's protecting its own thing, or that maybe there's so many people on it that they couldn't possibly trace it back to you. I don't, I don't know. There's, there's all sorts of perceptions about the way the internet works or how visible you are. I, I think that probably a lot of people, it's, it's like... Probably not a lot of it is factual. Yeah, it's probably like just about a, a, a sense. I'm thinking that yeah. This what is about, all about a sense of what safe. About in your car in a Del Taco parking lot. What's the where does that what rank between Airbnb and how home? unethical are you acting in pretty, that? I'm pretty loosey goosey in a parking lot. <laughs> depending on the depending on the business. Uh, I think um, 
They should just be doing yeah, basically. Yeah, they should do it per fast food. I mean, I've seen people do some pretty I I've seen guys do screen grabs of like Instagram girls' photos where they're like scrolling through Twitter feeds and getting to like like let's just say what you mean on a on their phone. I'm saying on a laptop People use laptops out in, in the a world. Starbucks. Man. So they're in the what broad daylight, he's using free Wi-Fi. He's scrolling through Twitter, and there are, let's say, provocative shots, but not nude shots of girls. And he's screen grabbing them and stashing them in his folder. Into folders. In his cool. In the folder, it says "cool photos." K E W L. These are my cool photos. These are for later. Later, cool photos. So <laughs> yeah, you got to be wary. I mean, I know everyone in a fucking library is like. You know, doing homework, getting porn. I know those guys are like actually oh, trying to like low key li jerk off. Oh, I don't think anyone's doing public that in, in Starbucks. I was thinking college but guys library. are definitely like I said. There's all those crews of dudes, it's almost all dudes, well, that park outside of the Starbucks yeah, and sit that. in their car and get that get free Wi-Fi. Wi definitely dudes in that setup definitely jerk off but anybody in a coffee shop just fucking with their laptop open what you doing well you, but they're not jerking off it's hard to hide in their a mind jerk they off. are it's the same definitely. thing definitely it's, it's the same not thing. the same thing it's not the same thing it's not the same thing okay. as sitting parked in your car to me it is i and walk masturbating right up to in a pair like, of sweatpants no, and same. pretending like you're not if you're in your own car you're fine if you're, if you're in, in a coffee shop and i say to you are you thinking about jerking off and you're like yeah I'm like you're a fucking sick fuck get out of get here. in your car <laughs> like everybody else airbnb you got to treat that like a public i think because you're just in the house and you're in your chonies like well i'm in my chonies in my apartment i'm in the chonies in this person's apartment like ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> well, don't look at that yeah, don't look at that but also like, remember that this person a, is like ooh, 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 yeah like, like this person has set up their home yeah, to be to watch for strangers you. to come in so they can look at you yeah they want to look at you <laughs> How you tinkle, what your banking shit's like. Um, I've got an event for you. It's coming up May 31st to, to June 3rd. It's in Indian Wells, California. I think that's Coachella Valley style. Yep. So very easy for you to hop in the van and get there comfortably for the weekend. And have a safe place to stay. Have a safe place to explore. Contact in the desert. I got you an interstellar all-access pass. Yes, it costs more than my rent for the month, but I love you. This is your birthday present along with that premiere of that TV show. This is because you, you have the need to know. This is the year of disclosure, full disclosure. Because I, I think last year was, was the year of disclosure. Yeah, this is, this full, is dis full disclosure, and then next year is fuller yeah. disclosure, the hunt for Curly's no Gold. Bottoms. Electric 2, no bottoms, boogaloo. I'm going to tell you some of the things that you're going to be. This is an epic weekend of adventure into the science of UFOs and extraterrestrial life, ancient aliens, human origins, crop circles, government disclosure, UFO sightings, forbidden archaeology, contact experiences, ascension mechanics. Interesting. Galactic histories. Do you know your history? Do you know your galactic history? Intuitive astrology. Vortex immersion. Get in there. Full body vortex immersion. Not like just your legs. All the way under. Alchemy God codes. Unlocked. <laughs> here's the key. Basically, when you arrive, here's the key. Unlock it. Here's the code. 
DNA upgrades? Yes, please. Avataric replenishment? I'm fucking, yeah, thirsty. I need some avataric replenishment. It's DV, DJ avataric replenishment. Oracle divination? Akashic record imprinting? How's your weekend? Now we have a new face making an appearance this year. A lot of old faces. Very old. Very old. <laughs> Very old white faces. We got new faces. <clears throat> now, his name is Daryl Sims. I tried to do a deeper dive, but the bandwidth limit was exceeded on his website. Really rough time for that to happen, Daryl. You're a keynote f- new face speaker at the biggest event of all time. Well, now we know why. Because people keep crashing his site. The government to- keeps crashing his site. Might as well just should have. It should have been like when Silk Road got taken over. It should no, have just been an FBI. Straight to the FBI. Yeah. Boom. Like, oh my God. With like the camera, like they're looking at me pointing. Dressed as aliens. Daryl Sims is the alien hunter. More than 40 years ago, he had his first encounter with an alien presence. He was 17 years old. He experienced a malignant contact with these alien beings. It would alter his life forever. As a result of the violent encounter, what do you think happened? That's what I was trying to find out. He said it was malignant and violent. Do you think just do you think that they beat him up? You think that they they jumped him? Raped him? You think they just jumped him like gang initiated him to alien gang life? Alien crip walked all around him while they fucking Chelsea smiled him? Or do you think that they sexually assaulted him? I don't know. I'm, well, you can you'll find well, out. I'll find out. Yeah. First question. <laughs> As a result of this incredibly violent encounter, Daryl made the decision that he would no longer willingly be a victim to the bizarre quests of alien entities. So that must be it. That they must, must have some butt, freaky shit. Butt stuff. Alien freak shit. <laughs> we don't even know about armpit shit. He was determined to change his role from being the hunted to the hunter. When these same beings later came for his five-year-old son, yeah, Daryl Jr., he put his hunt into high gear. So this is like they play, they're sick. What they do is that they do that assault and then they just wait for your offspring because it never ends because they get inside your fucking body and they get inside your fucking mind. Daryl began preparing himself for his lifelong quest of pursuing his alien prey. Every path he took would equip him mentally, physically, spiritually to become a warrior for this cause, to assume a role that Daryl feels he was born to play. As a result, the past three decades of his life have been deep research into alien beings. His focus has been twofold. Acquire the skills necessary to design and implement a program of compassionate and effective counseling for victims of malignant alien contact, that's phase one, but also to collect and analyze medical and scientific evidence of the alien presence. You got to do both. But well, where's the hunting? Hold what on. You, what about the killing? Hold on. <laughs> what about the hunting and killing of these molester fucking aliens? <laughs> these molester aliens. He spent years studying and training in a broad range of, of areas that would provide him a full array of skills necessary to search for and acquire evidence of these, what he calls, creatures. You know, he served in military intelligence deep with the CIA. Of course. So deep he can't talk so about So deep it. I can never tell anyone. <laughs> Great. They don't have my files because they burned them. 
After this service, he went undercover with the police as a police officer. As a fucking undercover, as a fucking compulsive liar. Uh, everything's He's so also, covert. He's I can't a, tell you about I this. I can never tell you about but anything. I can tell you this. I did it. I did it. Listen to me. Licensed private investigator. As a teenager, he was gifted at martial arts. He became an instructor, though he himself has had no formal training. <laughs> As an adult, he kept several exotic animals in his menagerie, including tigers and pythons, illegal. all in his quest. Illegal. Very, very illegal. Fully illegal. That's how they brought him down. Like, Capone was tax evasion. They brought down Daryl Sims, the uh, <laughs> U.S. Fish and Wildlife, took down Daryl Sims. miniature tiger in his house. From advanced scuba diving training to skills with all weaponry to his certification... <laughs> It's like it's, it's, okay. it's a child. If this person it's existed. A child. Oh, it's best you'd person. You'd be like, holy best person. shit, man. best person. His certificate skills with all weaponry, <laughs> all weaponry, <laughs> exotic animals. His certifications as a uh, as a master hypnotherapist, this is certified a- medical hypnoanesthesiologist, to his studies in graphoanalysis. His eclectic eclectic accomplishments have had one single aim. Defeat this alien menace. Murder this fucking menace. <laughs> Not surprisingly, given his background. Which one? Which, which <laughs> what part? <laughs> Daryl approaches an alien abduction as if it were a crime scene. It is. Every element from the victim's demeanor to forensic traces in the environment is a vital clue in helping him solve this mystery. Each case enhances his unique perspective as the preeminent profiler of alien beings. Every clue contributes to the patterns that Daryl has observed in the hundreds of cases he's examined worldwide. These informed viewpoints will be shared on this website. You can't get on. Can't get there. Because the the FBI, CIA, and the rest. (laughs) ATF, maybe. Meanwhile, from May 31st to June 3rd, this hunt continues. You want to meet him? Because I set you up with a private one-on-one <laughs> a sesh, one-on-one. 1v1 in the van. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Bring your knives. Bring everything. <laughs> Bring all your knives. Bring everything you. you've got. Chinese stars, nunchucks, pythons. It's, it is, it's... It's a it's a mind it's of a like child. It's like a teenage like a it's teenage a, like boy preteen. Yeah, preteen. Preteen. Yeah. Sci-fi nerd just crazy like yeah, this is It's like the guy that I used to pretend I was every night I would go to sleep and I would like pretend I was on a I spaceship. Be. Like I was okay. but I was you always was pretending leader of a sort of uh, like intergalactic fleet. What I don't you? not a leader but uh, uh just a soldier a, Seth. A, were- a warrior. A werewolf warrior. <laughs> Werewarrior. <laughs> a werewolf a werewolfier. We're a new dimension species. You'll never understand. It's uh, the Akashic records have been hidden. So that's really what <laughs> when it we is. We moved from Malibu. They um, everything. All the records <laughs> all got changed. lost on the way to the Palisades. It's difficult. It's so hard to find the records. I think. Uh, Trust me. <laughs> it is amazing. Crazy to say that stuff. Oh to, yeah 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 yeah. Two yeah, yeah. people. Well, he said it to us. We said it now to other people. He's going to be saying it to you face to face. I can't wait. I mean, yeah, you got the fucking. What I get you? The intergalactic stellar. I got you the full package. Yeah, you got the. Uh, I get. I mean, I'm. Yeah, in you're, you're interstellar L access. Sharing meals with yeah, these guys. Christopher Nolan. Hello, I'm Christopher Nolan. <laughs> 
Fuck. Oh, wow. Great weekend. Going to be a Bitchin lot of weekend. disclosure. So much disclosure. And that's just one. I mean, there are hundreds of speakers. It's just one of our new faces. Daryl's new face. And, and, and that's how we know they're trying to, they, they're trying to shut him up. Because well, they know. The, government, the government knows know. who Daryl is. I mean, they've known forever. They've known forever. <laughs> but they can't let us know. And that's why we need something like this. What's his name? Daryl what? Daryl Sims. It's D-E-R-R-E-L. No one in the world named that. <laughs> D-E-R-R-E-L-S-I-M-S. Oh, Sims. Wait a minute. Isn't that something? Aren't Sims is that fucking like alternate? S- like, you mean Sims? Like, oh, he's... Interesting. He wears his cowboy hats? Yeah, well, the son. He's a hunter. The hunter. Oh, interesting. Now that, maybe that's a TV show we can get behind. Instead of Prodigal Son, Daryl Sims, Alien Hunter. Well, it's funny, I'm on his actually, IMDb. We'll I'm take actually it, on his IMDb page. Maybe we do it through his son. The, the television show is told through his son, Daryl Sims Jr., his point of view, DSJ. My father was the best alien hunter. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, dude, America, through the eyes of two American-Americans, cannot thank you enough that you joined us for episode 721 of our comedy podcast. We started... Trivia. Okay, trivia. Daryl's brother, Mike Sims, is a published author that used to produce videos, graphic art, and design for his website in the late 90s. Mike had various friends... Uh, friends, celebrities wanting to narrate videos for Daryl, like Richard Hatch, who played on Battlestar Galactica. Mike Sims has books being adapted for TV movies and series and has audiobooks narrated by their sister Molly Sims. This is trivia? Actress Lenny Rico. Oh, Lenny Rico. Oh, my God. Goes Meryl Streep, Lenny Rico, Francis McDormand. <laughs> um. Please come back for 722. We'll tell you real quick, um, if you happen to be uh, in any of these cities or you live anywhere near, we're going to be doing some live shows. Gotta you got to get tickets to them. You got to say hello. Got to so come can and thank see you. us live. We're going to... Uh, we're we, so much better live. We have the... <laughs> oh, it's just to be able to... The energy. You're about energy, right? Uh, Magic Bag. That's in Ferndale, Michigan. That's on Saturday night, June 22nd. And then One-Eyed Jacks. In New Orleans, Louisiana, that's on Saturday night, July 6th. So there's, you can go through our website or you can just go to the website of uh, the Magic Bag to get tickets, one Eye Jacks to get tickets. Uh, Brooklyn, Saturday night, July 27th at the Murmur Ballroom, 17 Eastern Parkway, Brooklyn, New York. Uh, and just added, I think now, if I'm not mistaken... The Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex might have overtaken Houston as the fourth biggest city. Interesting. I didn't know that. So we've decided to celebrate, to celebrate that, that <laughs> and come to Dallas, Texas on Saturday night, September 7th at the Texas Theater, where we have been lucky enough to do shows at twice before in the Texas Theater. You know, we like to... We like to make sure it's got a Wikipedia page where we're playing. This is a very we'll only famous play historical places. This is a very religious, famous spiritual re- houses, yes. houses, houses of, of worship. worship or or historical landmarks. Uh, so 
the tickets on there, the the promoter is called it's in, in Dallas's Parade of Flesh. And there's tickets uh on that website that I saw is a promoter in the Dallas Fort Worth area that had a lot of shows coming up and we will be one of them on September seventh. Going back Saturday to Dallas. Night. Going back to Dallas. Opening weekend. Week one. Who are you playing? The New York Football Giants. That's going to be a zoo. That's going to be a. That's going to be a zoo. It's going to be an NF, NFC East. You got your ticks all sorted out already. Everything sorted out. Michael Irvin. I sorry. I just call, I just call Mike. him Mike. I'm sorry. I always Irv. forget. I always forget. Irv. Uh, we. Uh, so if you're if you live. Well, if you live anywhere, because you, you, shouldn't, anywhere. you shouldn't hesitate when, you know, we we're having a lovely conversation with some gentlemen from the United Kingdom after our Los Angeles shows. Yeah, which was so, so many people came and, and from other places. It's so nice. So it's if, the best. Certainly, if you, if you live in Come that through. city, we would ask that you, that you try to make it out if at all possible. And, and hey, maybe if it's... Uh, make a weekend out of it. Listen, we're trying to... We're, we'd love to go everywhere. People call. I talk to people on the voicemail and they say all these cities that they live in and we'd try to go everywhere and we'd love apologize if and we should stop talking about it because also people call and say stop talking about shows because I can't go because I live here I don't want to hear about it so get those tickets if you can go to those shows it helps us out a great deal helps us out a great deal if you jump on the website and click over on merch and if you could pick anything up that you think that you might like um, and that's invaluable and, and Patreon obviously is um, allows us that's that's just um that's just amazing. Anyone that's has done that at any time, the people that have done it from day one, thank you so much. Anyone that's thinking about doing it, uh, just P A T R E O N, jump on Patreon. Uh, yeah, for, dude. And if for some reason a monthly recurring uh, um, uh, pledge is not your thing, or sharing information with yet another uh, website such as Patreon or something is not your thing, we also. Uh, have set up a, a Venmo account that you can just do uh, occasional or or one-time donation. Uh, you can get us there at, it's just uh, UYD, the number 4L, UYD4L, like UYD for life, uh, at Venmo. Um, I see that. That's what the kids use, right? We we appreciate that. The kids we, go to dinner and they say, hey. They Venmo each other. A, a lot of people telling me that they would rather make a one-time donation or be able to pay us when they had a little bit of extra dough, something that they already have set up, uh, that they already utilize. People already have Venmo, you're saying. Everyone's already got it, I guess, and a a lot of people already have it, that they would like a way of doing that. Um, It's just more convenient for people that kind of listen on the go, and it crosses their mind, and they can do it. So if you'd like to, we thank everybody uh, for thinking of us and in and wanting to 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 throw us a couple of bucks no matter what in any form and uh and certainly wanted to uh uh heed that call so it's like i said it's you the letters uyd4l uh at venmo you can also search it by my name um but thank you for that and uh yeah thank you tell a friend and come back next week please come back for episode 722 um, that is, that would be the ultimate the ask of you in this in this hectic time of of entertainment, and certainly in the podcast world, we thank you so much that you would take the time to listen to our show, and we hope that you come back and do that again and tell a friend and 
Hey, write a review on iTunes. I don't know. Why not? Uh, tell a coworker. Um, force a coworker. Yeah. Force to just listen. Gently, uh, just persuade. Remember, uh, this summer, 2019, scan it. Seek canines and newborns and infants, infants and, and toddlers. toddlers. And maybe get some Juicy G. You never know. Like, holy shit. Yeah. Is that shit? Catch a lunchtime handy. That's fucking, oh my God, that's fucking Sheila and Dave. Holy shit. Sheila is on Dave. Yep. Thanks again, UID. You just brought the juiciest lunchtime, G. And then you roll into that fucking Panera and you're like, guess who's on Dave? Not Sheila. Yep. Oh my God. Wait till Erica finds out. Already called her. Seth. Already sent her a snap of it. Seth. Hey. Um, thank you so much. Come back for 722 seatbelts. Seatbelts.